Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What's up? What's up? Uh, I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, January 18th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man? What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Uh, joining us here early for this early show today. Kind of like it. Um, yeah. Something something very, very rare happened Tuesday that I have not seen in racing since I covered it. Do you want to know what it is? I'd like, yeah. What is it? We had no tracks running. Oh. Usually, other than Christmas Eve, and now we run on Christmas Eve some, or Christmas Day, every other day of the year, we have tracks running. And we we've had, even through COVID, we never had a day where nobody ran. Tuesday, nobody ran. We had three races or three racetracks scheduled. They all canceled because of weather. So it was the first time ever that since I've been co- uh, covering it that we've had that that's not Christmas or Christmas Eve. So what'd you do? Did you just go like take a nap or did you just like, go on a little quick trip or what'd you do with yourself? Well, if you think about it, I didn't know <laughs> they were going to cancel, right? So I already uploaded Tuesdays and then on Tuesday, the you morning, Tuesdays. right? Yeah. So what I did was worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more annoying like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah it's uh well hey listen the, those days i i mean i guess not for sure but i think those days are behind us because now we are uh, straight into the derby preps we are straight into more race more tracks running um better racing is ahead so um you'll be okay but listen yep. um last week was if there's a week to, that to happen that makes sense that that's the week right because it was not we talked about it on bleakers off last week and you know we we struggled to even find races to talk about so Mm -hmm. the fact that a day went you know went black basically that doesn't really surprise you no yeah last weekend like we said it was kind of that final weekend before it gets good for the year and It, it wasn't a lot of fun last week if you like to watch like big time races and stuff. But I, I'm really thrilled about what we're going to cover today. I think this card at Fairgrounds is awesome, honestly. And it's really good. I think next week's going to be even better with the Pegasus. So I, I think we're we're fully back engaged now after a slow start to the year, kind of. And uh, look, like I said, it's Fairgrounds has got to be feeling great. Oakland canceled. So all the money is going to the Fairgrounds. It's going to be pretty awesome. Well, and you have, uh, not only do you have the Pegasus, we get the Southwest running next week as well mm-hmm. um, at Oakland and everything kind of just, again, like th- this is, you're right. You go look at this card. If you guys haven't seen it yet, haven't looked over the fairgrounds card um, for Saturday, the comp obviously is, is, is the main event um, with being a derby prep, but man, really top to bottom, there's a good, a really good allowance race. A couple of them, a uh, really good main special weight that has a few horses that, I would imagine might we'll see on the Derby trail at some point. Um, it kind of has everything. It's of course has a silver bullet day, which is the, the Oaks prep. Uh, it's got Oaks, maybe potential Oaks horse in one of the races uh, on the undercard. So there's, it's kind of, and, and by the way, Louisiana, I mean, say what you want of it, like the horses of, you know, Boulevard of broken dreams or whatever, but there's some interesting horses. Saudi crown obviously makes his return to the track. Uh, Smile happy as well. Like that's kind of a, kind of a banger of a race really it, it's a fun one to, it's going to be a, a an interesting one as it you know these are older horses now uh like a start course like saudi crown what what they kind of do c- coming back here 
Yeah, I mean, Saudi crown prepping for the Saudi cup in this race. So I think that's a, a storyline right there. And yeah. you know, how far does he want to run? Blah, blah, blah. We could we could talk about that uh, while we handicap it. Uh, you know, what what Smile Happy going to do? Boy, last time we saw him, he looked decent, you know, obviously. So, yeah, there's a lot of storylines in these undercards. You you highlighted it perfectly about the kind of the up-and-comers on the non-stakes races. I thought you made a really good decision not to do just – all the stakes and do like the most interesting races for rapid fire versus here's this weird named stakes race. It has horses <laughs> we don't care about as much. So yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, I will listen and, and I'm not, I'm really not overselling it. I mean, I think you can trust me when I, I told you last week, it's going to suck this weekend, <laughs> but this weekend now that we're here this week, I think it's going to be awesome. Like I I'm really excited to watch that card. Uh, yeah, by the way, Shadi has mentioned uh, our, our uh, what, are, what is she, like our admin? No, our mod, moderator on the Discord. Go join the Discord if you haven't yet. Uh, it's free to do. You can get the link on any of our social bios. You can see that on the link tree. But uh, just join the Discord. It, it, you just click a bu- two buttons, and, you're, and you get to join. And like it's myself and Halterman and Magic, the whole crew, any of the fans, we're all on there You know, talking shit or, or talking about bets. Or, you know, it's a good way if you have a question – a specific question for not just Halterman, but anybody like someone's going to answer it from the racing dudes. And so it's kind of a cool way to interact with us. That's not just on the chat, um, whether you're watching us live or, you know, writing us a comment on, on our videos or whatnot. So, or emailing us, you know, join the discord. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I follow along with it uh, every night I get on there and see what the, yeah. the hoodlums have been up to. And there's tons of content out there. So uh, Dennis doesn't like discord, but he'll join. I think you'll, I mean, I don't, I didn't even know what, like, I didn't, I knew what it was, but I didn't even have an account and I just got on just for this. I'm not getting on anything else, but I've been, um, yeah, you like it. I've been pleasantly surprised by how nice it is. It's, it's been really good and hopefully there's not people that are going to join it and ruin it, but it, it's very <laughs> fun to get on there and actually talk to people in a sensible manner about the racing that's happening. So, yeah, it's kind of one of those things. It's like, ah, do I do we want the word to get out on this too much? It's like, let's almost keep it our little hidden secret because yeah. as soon as it does, you're going to get some douchebags in there Yeah, uh, that are going to, you know, obviously we can moderate them, uh, but still, like, let's try to keep it, let's try well, to keep it as pleasant as possible, like you, uh, like you said. Well, what I love about it is there's been some like disagreeing people, but everybody is respectful, right? <laughs> like nobody's calling anybody an asshole or telling everybody you don't know what you're talking about. It's just been like, you know, a couple of times it's been like, uh, I think uh, Ryan in the group's been like, I don't think that horse should have been DQ'd. And I'll say, well, I, I don't know. I could see it. Yeah. That's the end of it, right? Like right. just go on to the next race. And so that's, it's been very pleasant. Um, I definitely wasn't. I'm not going to say I was dreading it because that's not the right word. I really wasn't. But I thought to myself, all right, I'm going to get on this and hate it. I actually really have liked it so far. So, yeah. And too, it's like you don't get bombarded. You can kind of like that's why I like about it. Like you can just get on there as you want and you're not getting bombarded with the notifications and alerts yes. and stuff. You're like, hey, let's just go. Yeah. And you can see like, OK, there's been updates in the this discussion or this discussion. And we have it all categorized. So like we talk about, there's one for Derby, there's one for bets, there's one for like certain tracks, whatever, you know, NFL, whatever. So, you know, something that for everybody to talk about. And really I got, I'm kind of with you, Dennis, like I didn't really, we've, we've tried discord a few different times for us internally and uh, from other, some other things like work related. And I never liked it. I thought it was, I just didn't like it. And I recently got into like, 
card, like sports cards, card breaking, card selling, all that good stuff. And I, I joined a couple of discords with that. And I was like, oh, you know what? When you actually, when it's this, when it's put together this way, I love this. This is great, you know? And that's when we kind of like, let's just revisit this. Let's do a racing dudes discord. And you're right. If you do it this way, the way we have it structured, it's very user-friendly. It's very friendly in general. And hopefully it helps everybody versus like sending us an email, writing a comment that maybe we miss on here or whatever. Yeah. So um, I, somebody guaranteed is going to respond. I mean, uh, magic I, I shoddy has like a 0.2 second reaction time on that thing so uh, someone yeah. will respond to you i i honestly i don't have notifications on but i like throughout the day i i get on it here and there and like i said it's a it's it's pleasant because it's not i don't feel like i have to because we do have people on there it seems like all the time um but yeah you get on and it's kind of fun to talk about uh things and like i said we're gonna just have to do a really good job of keeping the the negativity out of it and you know negative people maybe out of it and just you know it's positive we're having fun we're talking about races in like the nfl games last weekend it was fun to kind of check in every once in a while and see what everybody was saying about the dumpster fire that was going on in dallas and things like that so it's 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 a good time great time to be alive if you're a dallas fan right (laughs) yeah god oh boy golly (laughs) like and then just to like add like just just make it 10 times worse i feel like maybe not i'm not a dallas fan so but if you i mean i can't imagine going through that and then two days later them reassuring oh he's by the way mccarthy state like we're not we're not changing anything here you're like well yeah and i mean we were all in the in the chat i say all i don't know how many people are on there now but we were talking the people are on there in the discord like is it gonna happen tonight is it gonna happen tomorrow morning when we wake up like he's definitely gone yeah and there it is yeah i mean crazy it's funny kevin i've heard more people talk about that not like i've heard so many like eagles fans or you know uh giants fans like you're like i love this this is amazing you know and then really with Dallas is probably one of the more uh, hardcore fan bases in the NFL where it's like yeah. you either completely obsessed with them or you hate them. Yeah. And that's kind of the, and so whenever this, something like this happens um, and it's like, it's one thing to get beat. Like I, like I told, like yeah. I talked about last week on the show, like I wouldn't, I wasn't going to be surprised if green Bay made it a good game. And of course it's the NFL playoffs shit can happen, but you just got, you ran out of your own building. I mean, you just, it was a joke and don't let this like the score fool you. Like they just let off the gas at the end. Green Bay did, but it was a complete and utter beat down. Uh, it's kind of funny too, to see the next night, the Eagles, the same, like, can you imagine like the, in it, the <laughs> that division, the NFC East, like just all year, all oh, these are, this is this division. It's like, who's going to win. They're all good. Yeah. You know, Eagles were like yeah. 10 and one, I think at one point, and they both just get demolished in their first playoff game. I'm not sure if the Eagles might have been a worse performance than the Cowboys it, even. Yeah, I think it was. I've watched nearly every snap of Tampa Bay's uh, games this year. They're not very good. They're really not. And for them to just kill you, that that is alarming. And they could not tackle they Dude. couldn't tackle professional players. It looked like it reminded me of like the Lincoln Riley days at Oklahoma. 
where they literally couldn't tackle any player on the te- on the other team. It was so bad that it got the it got the conspiracy conspiracy theorists out. <laughs> like, oh, like if you want any pr- more proof that the NFL is rigged, look at these guys how they're trying to tackle. And you watch the highlights, and you're like, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was trying, but it does look yeah. like he wasn't. <laughs> That's how bad it was all day, the whole game, day. whole game, yeah, whole game. They in in like a Dennis and I were texting back and forth there, and he's like, "Is this bad like coaching or bad players?" I was like, "I mean, it's a little bit of both, but honestly, like, it's a lot of bad play when you when you run like a, a play and there's three guys there to tackle and nobody can tackle, you know. So uh, it's 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 both in this case. That it, that was embarrassing. All right, we'll talk. Uh, we'll get more into football here at the end of the show. But first, let's get to today's show, which was uh, going to be a preview and picks for the two hundred thousand dollars Lecomp Stakes. At Fairgrounds, it's a prep for the 2024 Kentucky Derby. Of course, they were going to give some rapid-fire selections for the undercard races at Fairgrounds. Um, not just stakes, some of the undercard races in general, uh, including the banger of a race in the Louisiana Stakes. Let's go! Yeah. The, uh, the, if, you're the, if you're the 49ers, I, I, I got to think you're just sitting there thinking, wow, is this this is... This is this is what my path now. Like, mm-hmm. thanks. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll take them on. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, you guys couldn't do it. We watch. I mean, I'm not the AFC side. I think we'll get into it, obviously. But that's that one is that one's gonna be that. Those are those are four. Two really good, interesting matchups. I if think. you're the, I mean, if you're the 49ers and you can't beat, you know, two of these three teams, Lions, obviously Packers, and then Lions or Tampa, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, if Tampa rattles off <laughs> and gets to the, if Tampa Bay gets to the NFC championship, <laughs> it's just, I'm like, they might, I'm, I, it might be the greatest coaching job ever or however you, because I didn't even think they were a playoff contender like in November. I, yeah, exactly. I, I, I would be shocked, but honestly, they can beat the lions. I don't think there's any doubt. Now I don't think they're going to, but they, it's not, that's not impossible. No, certainly is not. I mean, I mean, the thing that I've been saying about Tampa the last six weeks, they've got a lot of guys that have won at the highest level. And you kind of the last half of the season started to see, yeah, they, they had, they're like, they've got guys that know how to win, you know? Oh, yeah. There's enough of those guys left that they're not really like nervous or whatever you want to call it. They're like, they're not wowed by this playoff thing. It's no, no. big deal to them. No. Unlike what the or what the uh, the Cowboys looked like, looked like the Cowboys didn't know they'd ever seen a playoff game before. A train wreck. <laughs> a train wreck. <laughs> I don't know, man. And they're off, and they have a comp stakes. All right, let's go to Saturday at the fairgrounds. Race thirteen is the main event. The comp stakes, Grade Three, uh, worth two hundred k, going mile sixteenth for three year olds. Of course, this is a Kentucky Derby prep race. 2010, 6, 4, and 2 for your top five finishers. Field of eight is is, is least scheduled here. Um, yes, yeah, so I, I did see an awesome road. My may scratch for Brad Cox, which I, I'll be honest, I was just 
I was happy to see he was in the race because I didn't know where he what if we'd ever see him again. Yeah. Um, and then maybe next level as well um, for DeSormo. But right now we'll, we'll assume it's eight. I'm not really concerned necessarily with either one of those if they do run in the race. But the kind of the highlight here is the two, you know, the two Nash at five to two. And well, I'd say three horses really. Track Phantom, who beat him, I guess, quote unquote, upset him last time out at nine to five in uh, the Gunrunner. And then you got the newcomer for Brad Cox. By the way, this is like a Brad Cox day at Fairgrounds. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Ethan Energy, uh, Saez gets them out for that one. So kind of a list of horses. Like you got Nash, can he rebound? Ethan Energy, can he kind of make his, his name known in this race? And then Track Phantom. Is he legit? Can he prove that last race was like a legit performance? Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think people will not be happy with this thing scratches down. And I don't think it's if when the thing scratches down to a field of six. Um, but listen, I do still think highly of Nash and track phantom. I think they're pretty good horses. I kind of think they're going to run one, two all the way around the track. To me, when I, I, I start to look at this race, I think after the last time out, with Nash, when they kind of set him off this time, I think he goes straight to the front and now he's the inside speed of the race. Mm -hmm. Just send him, send him to the front. I think he gets the lead in the rail. And I think track phantom sits exactly where track phantom sat in the last race, just right off the speed waiting to pounce. I really think they're going to dominate this thing. And I just think it's going to come down to, you think track phantom will get by Nash or do you think if Nash gets kind of a more, um, similar trip than his to his maiden win that he'll kick on with it. I, I think that's all it comes down to. There, there is the five Ethan energy in the race who was very good last time out stretching out a distance. Maybe he is kind of the one that can kind of play a little bit of that upset, but it's it's going to be a mild upset if that happens. You know, one thing about this show is it's always tough to do this show whenever you you literally like your co-host takes everything out of your mouth. Yeah. So it's like, I got to come up with something to say that is exactly what he said. Cause I'm, I mean, I'm everything about it. I, I agree with Nash to me, like I'm giving him an, a pass. I do think it's interesting that not really interesting, but it's like, okay, he brought him back. I think we all like, okay, he gets another try and I'm with you. It's like, don't fuck around this time. Just send mm -hmm. him, send yep. him to the lead, let him do his best running late. Cause then, you know, right. If he still can't get the job done doing it that way, then you're like, okay, well maybe this isn't his level or whatever. Um, but yeah, send him, make track phantom, try to track you this time, turn the tables, you yep. drew inside of him. do that first, get kind of get the jump on him, which you know, he can, right. Mm -hmm. um, Cause that last race, you could tell like they were actively sitting off of it. Don't, don't do it. Just go. Um, so I'm with you on that one. And, and to me, it's, you know, at, at the end of the day, it's, you're just kind of taking, you know, you're, you're, you have no, there's no basis for your opinion versus what you just, what you think is going to happen. Right. It's not yeah. like, cause like yeah. you're basically assuming Nash is either going, he's better than he was last time or he's a fake. He's a fraud. Yeah. So I tend to believe he's better than that last time out. And <laughs> I'm going to give him another shot. Um, but I do think this is, this is a huge race for him. We talked a lot about this after the performance, but like, this is a huge race for Nash because you almost have to win here. I mean, I, and I don't want to like put that much pressure on it, but I th you kind of do because even if he, even if he runs well, like, cause we assume he's going to go to the lead. And even if he runs well, but kind of gets nailed or gets kind of tired late and track phantom kind of passes him or who you're kind of like, yeah, I mean, 
he's good, but you know what I mean? Like you need to see that performance from Nash because those expectations were so high, you know, a month ago. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it for for January twentieth, this is a very important race for this horse. I I I don't think you overstated it. Yeah, the only thing I guess I would kind of add in is if he loses to Track Phantom by a narrow margin and they're twelve clear of everybody else, then he might still be okay. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to say he has to win. He has to run significantly better than last time out. I think that's that's the way to put it that that last race it, it wasn't good it just wasn't good enough you're not going to be able to get it done running that way and again i, I think you kind of said it they they drew outside and they were like well there's other speed in the race that are a little maybe a little faster than us on paper we'll just kind of sit outside of them and or, yeah. or kind of sit behind them and we'll, he'll he'll make a run that just that's just not what he did whatsoever so this is so important to get it right in this race. It was almost like they got a little cute with it, kind of like, totally. oh, we, it doesn't matter really where because he's he's better than the rest of them. And then it's like, oh, well, maybe he, he, you know, whether it be can't or he's just, you know, he's just immature still figuring it all out. Um, you know, we talked about it last time, too, with him with um, the and shit, I forgot the name. But what's the other Brad Cox that was bad and then came back and, and um, the, the Derby winner? Well, Derby winner. Oh, man, Mandaloon. Yeah, yeah Mandaloon. Mandaloon. He completely looked, kind of looked bad. And then the next race at that fairgrounds, you know, he, he kind of, oh, that's kind of what we were expecting from him. So um, wouldn't be surprised in the least bit. I will talk a little bit about Ethan Energy. I, I he's, he's the wild card of the group because he really, if he goes off and if he were to win here, you know, that main special weight, the first race was terrible. It was debut at Keeneland. Of course, that was in October. Then he came back and, and looked like, literally a completely different horse put it up at 83 buyer which you know is certainly not nash's level when he went won his maiden special weight but it can puts him in the ball game for if they run similar to the gun runner mm-hmm. um so i don't doubt i don't question the reason he's in the race but he's another one right um kind of makes you wonder is it a hey it's stone street it's a big time horse like let's just let's give the horse a shot or is this horse actually the goods and if he you know if he is and he beats nash then obviously he becomes one of the top uh derby contenders yeah it's this one's a kind of the unknown i do really love that luis Saez jumps aboard this horse i think that's a very good sign now look i i think at least i think i know and maybe maybe you know it's it's not the case but it could just be well you know drew's been on nash so that's why we kept him on there but you know we talked about sending or uh, sending a horse, sending a horse. We got to send Nash. Jeez, Luis Saez would be great on that horse. So I, I kind of wish they'd flip jockeys to be completely honest. Wish Saez was on Nash. But anyway, Saez does pick up the mound here on Ethan Energy and look, a great race last time out. And I wouldn't be shocked at all. The one negative from the race, and he beat this horse by five and a quarter, so it doesn't matter all that much. But El Magnifico did come back and run very poor at Oakland. So maybe there wasn't much in there in that maiden race city beat, but he's the up and comer it, to me. It's like, I, I really like two seven. I might play five. If, if, if I can, if I find a single somewhere else, I might go three deep and just use the three logicals here. I haven't decided that yet, but I mean, Ethan energy is definitely the other one to kind of look at here. Uh, Dennis wants to know about the four um, can group at six to one Cassie. He wants to know if it's an auto toss. I mean, this is a horse that's got the class, right? It has a great two win under 
yeah. under his belt. Of course, that was on turf. They went to the Breeders' Cup, ran on turf, ran well, really, in the Breeders' Cup, finished fourth. Yeah. Um, you know, is this one of those cases? Interesting. This is kind of an interesting entry, really. Um, just one of those cases. They did start the horse on dirt, broke the maiden on the turf, though. Just one of those, hey, it's the derby season. Let's try it once and see how it goes. I mean, it's it's going to be a field of six, and I I don't know. The chat speculated it might be five. I don't know who else might be scratching. But, look, I mean, I think this horse can hit the board for sure, but you kind of look at this field, and it's like, well, I mean, you should be able to hit the board if you're any good. Um, I don't know. I Really good on the turf. I don't really know why we're we're trying to go back to the dirt. Like you said, probably just what you said, actually. Um, Jareth Loveberry gets a board. I thought that was an interesting jockey. Yeah. And I, I like Jareth, but I was like, I'm really surprised he's riding for Marcassi here. So I, he's, I don't, I'm not going to play him, but he's not, this type of horse is never for me. And sometimes this type of horse does win, but I just don't, I don't like the, the surface switching and all that stuff. So what, what do you, uh, we'll get into this more as we go through the undercard races. Um, but it's something that I was kind of figuring out. So I, I'll ask you that maybe could help people handicapping, but like, what are you doing with some of these? Cause you made a point or you made a mention of it earlier. It's like, okay, I wish Saez would have been on this one or Brad Cox has size on this one. Does that mean that's the one Drew yeah. was on Ethan energy last time? He was all, you know, he made this choice, blah, blah, blah. So what are you kind of, how are you kind of, are you doing that case by case basis? Or are you kind of saying like, okay, Drew, even though Saez is a beast, like Giroux and, and Cox, like that's kind of, he's been riding a bunch of his horses. If he's staying put, that's a great sign for that horse. Yeah. When it's a situation like what you just laid out, it's really tough to know uh, because either one of them have won big races for Cox and either one of them Cox uses all the time. So it's really tough to know. And I wouldn't, when it's a situation where it's really not obvious what's going on, you, you really can't take too much into it, in my opinion. Yeah. Like if it's a situation where Aspuson, let's say, has two two horses and Rosario's on one, and then let's just say Jareth Loveberry's on the other <laughs> one, you know Rosario is the one that Aspuson believes is the better of the horses. But here with Asayas and Giroux, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with you. And Mark kind of made mention that's like, listen, these are top jockeys, top connections. Don't overthink it. And that's you can't sometimes, like you say, sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes you overthink it, and you could create a, a situation in your mind that you'll be like, oh, why did I get off that horse? Because you know, whatever. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm with you there. I uh, all right. So, your pick? Are you Nash? Is that your pick? Yeah, I went ahead and gave Nash one more chance here. I really respect respect Track Phantom a lot as well, but yeah, I went with Nash. Give me one more shot. Nash for me as well. Who do you think is going to go off the favorite here? Nine to five on Track Phantom morning line, five to two on Nash. Of course, you have the the the, the recency bias with Nash getting kind of smoked by Track Phantom last out. Do you think that's enough to create a little bit of value with Nash or could you see Nash actually being like, like us, right. Where a lot of people are betting him back. It feels like to me, Nash still may be favored. I, I, I just think so. I just think Nash will still go off a slight favorite. I know Paul texts me immediately. He's like, Oh, Nash will be favored. Dennis is kind of speculating in the chat as well. And I kind of the same way. I think it'll be close. I think Nash will go off favored though. I think it's, yeah, I just, Nash was too hyped before that last race to just be 
you basically forgotten. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I just think it's going to be, yeah, I'm with Mark. I think it's going to go like seven to five, eight to five, yeah. eight to five, nine to five, somewhere in that ballpark, six to five, nine to five or six, to, you know, whatever. But I do think it's going to be pretty tight. I will lean towards Nash going off, um, going off the favorite. And, you know, as we do, uh, let me hang on. So track phantom, he's probably in or close to in. I'll say he's an inner man. That's a tough one. Um, two and a half over under Kentucky Derby runners out of this race. I will go under. If I would have said one and a half, would you gone over? So you think it's two? I always try to factor in the injuries coming in. I almost said one and a half. I think I think it's under. So you think one? Yeah, by the time it's all said and done, probably. Yep. So there you go. Um, you think it's the winner? Like whoever wins this is kind of securing that spot, or I guess it could be, you know. Mm, yeah, probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I look. I re- I'm really high on the two Nash and the seven track Phantom. Like I I think they're pretty good. So. Here's they both few. stay healthy. I think they both have got a shot to make it, but I, you, I've just been down this road a lot, and I know one of them's going to get hurt, <laughs> most likely. You know. Yeah. Instant coffee last yeah, year. Exactly. Call, yeah. uh, call me midnight. Yeah. Midnight bourbon. Uh, Enforceable. Yeah. War of will. Instilled regard. <laughs> Guest suite. Mo Tom. International star. Victor's in trouble. Oxbow. The list goes goes on and on um yeah. and you might be sitting there thinking gosh i thought you know remember epicenter well he, he got beat in that race this race um to call me midnight but of course epicenter went on to do great things Cyberknife was in that race as well so it's like it doesn't again it's one of those that doesn't necessarily mean that the horse wins is going to be in it was a midnight bourbon race uh who, proxy yeah pro- I mean, see that was a that was a top that was a good one because you had proxy in there you had mandaloon in there yep um as well those top three finishers were all Midnight Bourbon ran in the Derby, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yep. right. Yep. So you had three. Yep. The pro- proxy ran in it, right? Uh, I don't know. If the proxy ran in the Derby. I think he got hurt, didn't he? Or he did. He was in the Lexington, I think, and lost. Obviously, um, obviously. I don't think I don't think Proxy made it to the Derby. Obviously, Mandaloon did. So yeah, yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> He didn't win, but he won. All right, that's the pick. Uh, Halterman and I are both giving Nash one more try here in LeCompte. So I think I think this is funny. Like, so so it's next level awesome road are gonna scratch. Okay. And then Tiz Indy might. So yeah, it is gonna scratch to a field of five. Was anybody excited to see those three in this specific race? <laughs> no. So who cares? Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> That's I, I saw awesome, honestly, I mean, not even kidding. When I saw awesome road in there, I thought, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. well, I thought I didn't think we'd ever see this horse again on, on any certain yeah. kind of derby trail situation. So, yeah, I, um, I think for, for like, I think awesome road would have taken some money because it's Brad Cox. So I wish he was in it, but the other two were going to be non-factors pretty much every way around. Yeah, I'm not too worried about them. I mean, it, it sucks because the field size. It's one of those cases where it's like it sucks because the field size is down, but at the same time, you're, yeah, maybe you'd like to have one or two decent ones coming in. But at this mm-hmm. juncture, I mean, 
at this stage of the game, mid-January, you're getting the winner of the last one, the horse that was super hyped that a lot of, a lot of people thought would win the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Um, and then you're getting a new shooter from the Cox Barn. So I get that you're wishing that you had a bigger field, but you're also getting a pretty good t- like tell as far as kind of where these horses kind of stack up with each other in this race. So to me, mm-hmm. I'm not too too upset about it. Mm-mm. Me neither. Kevin B's got two comments. I have, th- he said, you guys should start doing a pro uh, football focus or whatever, where you give out uh style grades to horses like they do there. I've thought about doing that forever. I think it'd be cool. I just don't know if anybody would want it, but I've, I've, I've done that kind of thing with, with horses before. Never like put, publicly put it out, but if somebody if you think if you think there was a big market for that, I would do that in a heartbeat. That'd be easy. Uh, it always it always amazes me, Mark, with the people that bitch year after year, race after race. Doesn't really matter about the field sizes, and it, it's always. I mean, yeah, it sucks when you have a horse like a you know, say if Track Phantom scratched out of the race, you're like, oh, that sucks. Um, but it always it's like always like the thirty to ones and the horses. It's like, well, what I think? Mean, what do you want? Like mm-hmm. filler? I mean, I get it. Like the field sizes are smaller. We've come to that realization as a as a general racing situation these days. But it's like, what do you what do you want? It's a good race. You get good horses. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is nobody's gonna even remember those three were entered in two or three weeks. You know, so it's yeah. Um. Rank your circuits. I saw you versus that you responded. Yeah. Yeah. So you put a Gulf stream figure around San Anita. Yeah. Right now. Uh, Oakland. Well, I wouldn't touch it. You didn't for, even put it in there. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't touch it. Aqueduct. I honestly, I play a lot of just Gulf stream during this time of year. It, <laughs> sprinkle in a little San Anita, but Gulf stream to me, that's, that's always been probably my best track. So Time for Rapid Fire, presented by Racing Dudes Best Bets. Make sure you go check out the Best Bets page at racingdudes.com. If you want myself, Halterman, Magic, Papa Dude, we talked about the spiel last week, how good Papa Dude's doing in sports. If you want to follow all of our picks, see who exactly who to bet each and every day, uh, whether it be uh, the types of player you are, the type of player you are, sport. Uh, we kind of cover it all on that page. Just racingdudes.com. Look on the main menu and see Best Bets. All right. We're going to go, we're going to take you fairground. Fairgrounds really is the, is the place to be this weekend. So we're going to talk about a few, a handful of races, and they're not all stakes races, and that's where we're going to start with race three. It's an allowance race um, on the undercard there at, at, at uh, Fairgrounds. It's worth six, uh, 60K, mile and 70 yards. Uh, you got a Philly three-year-old race, so obviously lots to talk about as far as it uh, goes towards the Kentucky Oaks. And a horse that I didn't know for sure. I didn't know maybe this horse would end up in, in the Silver Bullet Day. Uh, Tarif, Tarifa. Uh, I guess if the horse would have rolled last time out, maybe. But 7-5 to five on Brad Cox. Um, get used to saying that <laughs> on the day because they're that's how they are across the board. Uh, you know, I wanted to make sure we talked about this one because it's obviously that we're going to see a few, at least one or two out of here that are into the Oaks kind of conversation after this one. But what are you doing with this one? This is a, obviously a very, very kind of up, you know, horse that a lot of people had excitement about after that debut. 
ran in the allowance race at Churchill Downs was was frankly just really bad. Really finished fourth, well beaten. Are you taking a you know coming back? I mean, you got to be confident uh, that he's he's bringing the horse back, or are you very worried considering mm-hmm. he didn't decided not to run her in Silver Bull Day? Man, I'm telling you, I I was shocked. This horse ran so bad last time out. I thought she looked pretty good in that race and just did not run very well at all. But like I've been saying, like a broken record here lately with the young horses, I'll stick with her, give her one more shot. She's got to run better here. I definitely think she's going to. I would be shocked if she doesn't put up a better effort. So I put seven uh, Tarifa on top and. Uh, I do like the Amos pair, the three and the four. That, that's that's kind of who I'd use underneath in the spot. And depending on how deep I can go in this race, I could use in the multis as well. Uh, I do prefer the four in second over the three, but I do like the Amos pair here. But I, I did give the seven one more shot. Honestly, dude, I, it's bad as – here's the thing. I think as bad as she was in that last race, mm-hmm. this field is equally as bad. It's not good. Like, it, I don't know what she stacks up with on time form, but if you take her last race buyer, it is only outdone by the one, uh, the six horse on debut, which was a 72 buyer, and the horse won by 16. Horses, okay. <laughs> and that's only the, whole, the only horse to outmatch what Tarifa did. And that last race, which was terrible by her, like, I would argue, yeah, worst case scenario, right? Yeah. So it just feels like even in the worst case, she's still competitive in this field. And best case, she demolishes them. So yep. I, I just, I could, if there was one horse in here, dude, if there was a, an Asmussen horse or if there was someone in here that you're like, yeah, that's, you know, a horse that just kind of kind of rolled in a maiden special weight last out, you'd be like, okay. But I just don't see it here. So I'm with you. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Brad Cox, I trust uh, on the day, but I'm going to go. And then this could be a nice sign too, right? For the whole day. Yeah. If you see her roll, you're like, okay, they're, they're firing today. No doubt. And do your question on the time form, her time form, her last time form number is higher than anybody else in the race. The one where she lost. So yeah, that, that just kind of furthers your point. And, and uh, by the way, that Asperson horse that might be able to beat her is in the silver bullet day. We'll talk about her in a minute. A, a horse that would qualify for this race if he would have chose to run her here. There you go. We'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> First, let's talk about race number eight. It's a maiden special weight um, at Fairgrounds. It's worth 60K going six, fur, uh, going six furlongs. Uh, this is a three-year-old Colt race, field of 12. There's some also eligibles thrown in there as well. But listen, we have to talk about this one for similar reasons as, uh, as the last one as it relates to the Kentucky derby um exploration at five to two nine to two on cornishman listen i that was the two brad cox horses a situation we talked about with size on one drew on the other um you got the asmussen horse uh guani um rosario the board on that the 12 horse but listen i i've i don't know about you i've hit up my brad cox connections everybody the exact answer i got was they don't know (laughs) <laughs> and and i get like i i get like we i've heard all of them like this horse is a beast this horse can't lose this horse sucks whatever i've heard all of them so when the when the owners are telling you <laughs> i don't know uh we, we're just gonna see that kind of gives you an idea of where this is literally a race where we're just gonna see 
what these horses do. I, I, do you have any take on this one? Because to me, it just feels like either one of them could be a player. I, when I handicapped it, just, you know, again, I've, I've told many, you and many other people that listen to the show, I don't listen to anybody anymore when it comes to that. So no matter what they told you, I wasn't going to listen, but by just me kind of handicapping, doing what I do, kind of looking at, at first timers, I think the seven is more prepared to win Saturday. I, I really don't know, like going forward, who's going to be the better horse, this, that, whatever. I think the seven is, is the horse to me that looks prepared to win on Saturday, but I'll probably use the seven and the 10 both. I, you know, maybe the Asuson horse comes around a little bit, uh, but uh, that was really bad last time out for him. I thought the third best horse, as far as these first time starters, I thought the eight cascade cruiser who's 20 to one morning line. That horse really woke up with a big work last time out. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be scared to use that one as well, but I'm going to end up with the seven exploration on top. Yeah. And Kevin, by the way, um, I am the Schefter horse racing, but it, clearly I took the week off, uh, the week of the draft, oh, okay. uh, as you can relate to being part of my team. Right. I think you added yourself, added yourself. Um, hey, here's, here's the big problem with being the Schefter of horse racing. Like Jared is, I agree with that. Nobody knows the answers, right? So the yeah. Schefter can call somebody and they know the answer. The guys that Jared's calling who are very well connected don't know either. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm I'm only get, I'm only getting I'm giving you the info I have. Like that's this way. And then horse right. racing, it's very different than, than what Schefter gets in the NFL. Um, I don't know. By the way, Kevin, I don't know if you saw we 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 dropped our Philly, our first round mm -hmm. pick Philly. She got us five points. Tip of the hat. Appreciate it. We're on to bigger and better things, particularly on the Colts side. So. Anyways, um, I, you t I'll just do this. You take exploration. I'll take Cornishman. I mean, okay. I, neither one will surprise me. For this this case, I'm going. I'm leaning a little bit more towards the Godolphin angle. Um, it's even funny too that you have very similar breeding, both curling horses. One's out of a Bernardini mare. One's out of Malibu Moon mare. Um, you know, both highly sought horses. You really just you know just throw a dart really i yeah. uh, you got i'm going with the Giroux angle let's kind of keep it there you know like i think oh, yeah. that that's his and this is it again it's what we talked about earlier you're taking an opinion uh, and a belief of what you think is the case and you're rolling with it in my opinion i'm gonna say well i think you know Giroux is brad cox's guy and sias is coming in right to, to ride because it's a big day and he's gonna get he's gonna get good ones too but cornishman might be like D one, so, um, yeah. but I do think regardless, I would you, you one of these horses is going to run well, and which one it is, you would think um, is going to be on the on the trail uh, moving forward. So, when you look at the breeding of these two horses <laughs> and they're debuting on Risen or on Lacompte Day, I bet you one of these runs off the screen. I just sorry, I Kevin got me yeah. comments. <laughs> I know. I should have consulted you on those moves. Um, yeah, <laughs> keeping all Phillies. What's funny is the guys kept, uh, you know, like I'd get texts from the guys, you know, like afterwards, like, hey, there's this and Ryan text me. And, I, and what's funny is Ryan didn't even do it on purpose, right? He wasn't even being a dick because that's not Ryan. Mm -hmm. But he was like, hey, there's this Philly uh, a 
it was like on one of the, like Santa Anita there like last week or something like you yeah. go watch this horse it looked like a freak it was like okay i'll add her to my team you know so i'll just add the phillies yeah uh it would be kind of fun, a fun experiment uh, uh kevin to be like let's just add phillies left and right and see if we can still beat one of these teams in the league by just winning the five point races uh with the with the wins i by the way it may be possible although the claiming like the, the way to do that would be to draft them because claiming, right we would just get two killed on on the 20 points but if we could do one, we should have done that. When we when I fucked up the first round, I should have just Trapped been like, on. you know what? I'm going all in. Let's go Phillies all the way and see if we can take this well, thing home. I honestly thought you would keep her around until we saw her run the other day, and I was like, yeah, he's got to drop her. Like, she's yeah. not. She's not. That wasn't. It wasn't bad at all, but it wasn't anything to make you go, yeah. I think she's going to win a bunch of races. You know. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you totally. I plan on keeping her. Yeah, I kind of like like it's like listen, she's not gonna be a bad one to have because she might just right. be a point point getter, right? Yep. You know, a lot of these teams don't have point getter. Like she might have got me 15, 20 points, right? Mm-hmm. But after watching that one, if she would have ran off the screen, you're like, okay, I, you know, that's just like eight little ATM for me. But she still is good, I think. But I don't. Yep. It wasn't like oh, maybe she'll try the boys later. Maybe she'll do this. like no, no. <laughs> um so we're moved on we moved on from her we're over it, it never ha- it's almost like it never happened in my, <laughs> in my opinion, okay that's that's at least how i'd like to approach it okay oh i don't know why but that got me good <laughs> it's almost like it never happened i claimed or i drafted a horse that you have ranked in the top 20 in in my first round let's just, right let's just call it like I, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking oh, about. It really did not happen. All right. Um, I'm on, uh, I don't on uh, 10 Cornishman. You've got the other one. Exploration. Let's go to race number 10, the Silver Bullet Day. Uh, worth 150K, going mile 70 yards for Phillies, three-year-olds. This is a Kentucky Yokes prep race, 2010-642. Field of eight lines up here and you mentioned a horse uh that could have ran in that race number one perfect shot for asmussen at four to one there he, there she is yep uh up against uh, who, do you, who do you expect brad cox saez west omaha at two to one 92 on west code west and 72 on sistina chapel which is a cool name uh i think um for mm-hmm. peak so did you i and i you know spoiler alert i kind of I'm picking her the one perfect shot because I was like, Hey, she could run in that one. And they're running her here. I think that's a pretty good sign. Yeah, I'm with you hundred percent. And I took the number one perfect shot in this race as well. So we're very similar in this, uh, on this card. So that will be interesting, but, uh, I, yeah, listen, there's an allowance that this horse would, would be pretty highly touted for that race. And we showed up here and I'm not in love with West Omaha. You know, I don't think that horse is bad, but not great. Sestina Chapel, kind of same thing. Not in love with her. Not bad. Not great. There is Miss Code West in here, who I am a personally a huge fan of um, because of the Oklahoma circuit and being Oklahoma bred. But I think Perfect Shot is kind of developing into a pretty nice horse. I really like the pattern from uh, a number standpoint, just improving. I think this is a good race for Perfect Shot. So give me the one um yeah i'm with you uh so Kev, there's some 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 shows where i just can't concentrate because of kevin's comments so yeah i do think kevin i would be interested in adding him to as a member of of my team if if we want to go down that road um next year let's just saying 
Kevin. Well, uh, you at least add a little bit to the uh, to the team as far as uh, commentary. I'm with you on the perfect shot. I I'm not. I, I mean, I don't think West Omaha is a bad one. Certainly could see her winning here. She kind of ran the same race a little bit, I thought, than she did on debut or on the maiden breaking um, numbers wise. I thought she was decent in that race. She looked good. Came back, didn't run terrible. I didn't think in the untappable, just wasn't quite good enough uh, that day to Alpine Princess. So, I, I mean, I think she's okay. I just think perfect shot in this race is scary. Uh, you know, came back, you know, just the like what I like about her is it, it looks like she's gotten, getting better with each and every start. You know, yeah. she didn't look terrible, but pretty distant in her debut came back looked good still got beat got to finish second came back looked awesome kind of continuing to get better be the comeback winner the numbers are improving gets rosario board here i like her here perfect shot four to one let's see a perfect name give me the yep. shot perfect shot um I, I guess since we did such a low number on the last one i for the oaks it's gotta be point gotta be 0.5 if he went 0.5 i would still probably go under i just i think the this group's a little bit further behind but you know i mean 0.5 shit somebody from the fairground circuit's gotta make it so maybe you do go over in that point but i i think there's better fillies out there than this it just yeah i mean this doesn't feel this doesn't scream like uh this doesn't scream like there's a like a freak you know you got to remember too like we don't have 20 horses making the kentucky oaks mm -hmm. so you're 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 getting a much filtered down version in that race um yep. or at least a compressed version in the oaks and so you've got to be 14 of the best horses right mm -hmm. um i don't think she these i don't think we have them in here so i'm with you i think you start to see those horses because typically fairgrounds we see a lot of good kentucky oaks horses but those start to come out in the Rachel, right? And those start to come out in the next two prep races for the Oaks, not this one. So um, I'm with you, though. On this race, give me the one perfect shot. You're on perfect shot as well. Let's hopefully get it done. Let's go to race 12. Louisiana Stakes. This is one of uh, some weird reason I'm most excited for this one, even even considering the comp. Uh, grade 3, 175K, going to mile 16th uh, for four-year-olds and up. Field of seven lines up here. And, and dude, really they all fit they all kind of are fun additions to the race like i'm not gonna really knock on any of them uh red route one smile happy saudi crown happy american five-star general confidence game uh, which somehow if you don't even remember like because i almost forgot won the rebel last year <laughs> yeah sure right did. yep <laughs> and Kapuna, i was like going through because i was like yeah confidence game i i like that one you know i like that horse and you know I, I remember you know ran well here at fairgrounds last year and then you're like oh horse won the rebel <laughs> that's him <laughs> i forgot you, you know and by the way you beat red route one yeah the rebel so it was a hell, of a, rebel. hell of a rebel running last year Got him in the Derby, even finished, split the field there. I, you know, got tenth, uh, and really has not been good since. But, anyways, uh, thoughts on the race? Am I just crazy to think that Saudi Crown is going to dust him? I, I'll say this: I think it, he will, unless 
Smile Happy gets back a little bit to where he was at because he is the only horse in the field that can beat Saudi Crown, in my opinion. I, I look at it as this. I think a mile and 16th, I think that's okay for for Saudi Crown. Like, I don't... Magic's like, nah, anything over a mile, I don't like it. And a mile and a 16th, he should be fine. Because, um, he, I mean, he wanted a mile and an eighth, and he really did kind of start to slow down um, towards the end of that mile and eighth race. So I think mile 16th will be fine. I'm not scared of Smile Happy all that much. I, I think if you take out one race that he ran last year, which happened to be on Kentucky Oaks Day, I don't think he ran a race that's close to Saudi Crown. And I don't think off of a 203-day layoff, he's going to get to that type of race that it takes to beat Saudi Crown. So I'm not I'm not real worried about him. I, I think Saudi Crown's going to get it done pretty easily here. I you kind of I'm with you. Uh, that little well, for one. And let's not forget like everyone needs to remember that number in the Al Shiva was so inflated, yep. right? The 110 was yep. was a crazy number that they got that day. Um having said that, he he he's a nice horse and I do think he will yes. s- I do think he'll sit the trip that if for some reason and i see shoddy kind of mentioned it five-star journal might cause some issues for saudi crown um i don't i don't know i i'm not totally on that but i do think if saudi crown were to get tired if it's a prep whatever like isn't quite geared up all the way like smile happy is going to sit the trip that would be necessary i think because has tactical speed but will sit off i just still think saudi crown Here's the thing. I might play Smile Happy if Smile Happy were to somehow drift up and go to like five or two or three to one, somewhere in that ballpark. I'd be like, yeah, I might play that versus Saudi Crown at six to five. If that's the case, because that's if that horse floats up, that means Saudi Crown probably got pounded. Um, Then I'm more interested. If it's nine to five and eight to five, if it's six to five and nine to five, it's somewhere in that, then I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm still taking Saudi Crown. But I do think it's interesting. Like, do you? were you taken back at all by the, cause it's like no offense to the Louisiana stakes, but it's like Saudi, Saudi crown is the weird one in the race because okay. he's, he's such a name yeah. and we know his expectations or are you strictly as like, this is a prep. That's it. I'm not worried about it. I don't care that it's just the Louisiana stakes. So I, when I, when I first saw the entries, I said, that's weird. That's really weird. But then when I read DRF, the article about the race, Brad Cox said, it's a prep. We we got We need to prep him. We can't go from the Breeders' Cup to the Saudi Cup. We got to prep him. He said, it's a perfect timing. It's it's everything sets up perfect to prep him right here at home where he's been training. So when you look at it like that, it's like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. It kind of reminds me of when Gunrunner prepped for the Dubai World Cup in the Razorback at, at Oakland. Yeah. You can't you go to that race and it's like, why is he here? Is he not doing very well? Like, what's going on with him? And then you read the article and it's like, oh, he wants to get a race into him before he takes him over to try to win the one they really want to win. And you remember that day, Gunrunner wins by like eight. And we're looking around like, yeah, he's probably going to win the whole damn thing, right? So um, so you look at Saudi Crown. I, I really think that's all that is. I don't think it's weird or he's doing bad because he's here. I just think it's a, it's, it's a timing thing. Um, and, and we're going to prep him here and then, and then off we go to Saudi. I do think that the, the one caveat or the one kind of question mark or concern is like, 
he's coming off of a layoff. Saudi Crown, obviously, Smile Happy is too. But Saudi Crown's coming off a long layoff, not super long, but from November. The Breeders' Cup, he was awful. He got smoked. He's I don't I can't remember how many were in the classic, but he got last. Let's just say he finished. Yeah, down. yeah. Um, was never really a factor. Tried was never a factor in the race. Like it wasn't his thing. Granted, mile and a quarter, hold nine yards, like wasn't his thing, but. You wonder, right? Because a horse that horse hasn't hadn't been tested like that, hadn't been pounded, hadn't been pounded in the ground like that. Um, what that will do to him coming off of that? So if there is a time to beat him, it's here, in my opinion. It's just I wish that you had Smile Happy with one race under yeah. his belt. He does do well off the layoff. He's done well off the layoff in the past. So if the, if if Mark's right, if you're getting three to one versus one to two, then I would take Smile Happy at those prices. Um, but from a, if you can tell me if you can get two to one on both of them, I still I mean Saudi Crown's the one you, I'm leaning towards. So so he, you're right. He did win off of a layoff last year. It was an allowance at Oakland, and he looked pretty good. Did you notice who ran second in that race though? Arc, which one? In in that race, the allowance oh. uh, at Oakland. <laughs> the horse that cannot win a race, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The horse that refuses to win any race whatsoever, speed bias, yeah, uh, yeah. So no, I mean that's that's totally fair. Um, and yeah, Mark, I mean it's such a it's such a class relief for Saudi Crown. It really is, and it's a perfect spot for him. All I'm saying is, if he were to lose, it, it's a spot he could definitely lose because of all the things I just mentioned. But mm-hmm. do you think like are you? even you know be- even a best case scenario here he runs well and wins like you think um are you you know this like saudi cup that's a different different monster like getting back into it do you think he can win that race or was the classic kind of a, a tall tale sign was it a detriment um to that goal you know because a lot of people said go to the breeders cup you know, dirt mile go running that yeah. You know, then, go, you know, kind of work your way to the big one instead of running the classic and they chose the classic. Do you think that could have an impact? Yeah, I don't I don't think if you if your goal all along was to win the Saudi Cup, I would have built a mile at the Breeders' Cup mile and 16th here, mile and an eighth over there. I think that does make the most like logical sense for the build up. But I think we'll see if the Breeders' Cup's behind him in this race. Like, if he doesn't run very well here, it's like, well, they ruined him, you know? But if he bounces out of it and runs fine here, he'd probably be okay. I won't really worry about the Breeders' Cup. But I think, look, the biggest thing is you're stretching out again in distance. It is a one-turn mile and an eighth over there, which is weird, but that's what it is. It just depends on who else is over there, I think, once we get to that night. But I think he's going to be, like, one of the top three or four choices if he wins this race. For sure. I mean, he's got, cause he's got the, you know, he's got the name, right? He's yep. got the connections. He's got the name. He's, he's been, I mean, he's flashy. He's been in, a good horse. Um, so yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you've got, uh, you've got Saudi crown. I've got, I'm, I'll say smile happy just from the, pr- the price. I think we're going to get on him. Um, but definitely in- in- interesting race uh, moving forward. It's kind of the, I mean, other than, your Breeders' Cup Classic winner. It's it's kind of a it's just it's a lot of what we have to work with this year. Yeah, for it's sure. Just, it's just kind of kind of scary. What I hate about the Saudi Cup is it it ruined the Pegasus, right? Like yeah. if the Saudi Cup doesn't exist, the Pegasus is sitting there with you know Saudi Crown and 
and National Treasure and White Barrio. And it's like, wow, here we go. This is going to be a great Pegasus. And now it's like we get National Treasure, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. No, yeah. Because there was a lot of talks of, uh, of, you know, of like Saudi Crown running in that too. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're not, there's no way you're running the classic, the Pegasus and Saudi. You're just not, you're not. And, and, and you take this, if you're, if you're taking those three races, which, which one's the odd man out? Well, yeah. It's Pegasus. The Pegasus isn't a uh, $10 million race or $16 million race like they wanted it to be or whatever it was. Yeah. I, what, I don't know. What was the high? I don't remember. I think it got up to 16 maybe. Yeah, but. It's just insane to think about. Oh, I mean, and it was such it was such a big deal, and it was still going just fine. And then the Saudi Cup came, and it's like, oh, boy, that's not good. Yeah. Well, Saudi money, man. They said, uh, no, we'll, we'll squash you, so. Well, and I can't, I can't argue with it. Right, like, makes sense. Well, the thing too that's it's it's turned into it's it's just kind of weird. Is even like the even when it was a big race, it they haven't been big races. You know, when when yeah. you had the billing of like, oh, we're gonna get that matchup we wanted. It's gonna be, and then it wasn't like you know when you look at like Chrome didn't fire. You know, just it's just like you had the build up when you had the hope that it would be this big time race. It's now don't take that the wrong way like we've had some good horses running it right it's really mm-hmm. good horses great horses running it but they've been like paid workouts really for them and so it it hasn't been the race that they wanted it to be i don't think clearly yeah yep it, the the problem this is this is re- where we get exposed as an industry lacking support because it was such a great idea. We have nothing going on in January. Let's make a major January event. And you know what? It has worked. The betters have have responded. And it's a big weekend for us. For our it's still a big betting card. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's a big weekend, you know, and it's great. But instead of the industry getting behind it, they just kind of, oh, how dumb is that? That's stupid. It's like, why? Why would you do that? Yeah. Like it it's a it's a it's a really good date to have it there's not a whole lot going on like industry wide it should have been hugely supported and from the start even when we were getting chrome you know chrome taking on arrogant they were just making fun of it you know and it's just like why do you guys do that like that people was, are excited was, about it that was such a weird time remember it that was, it was i know like, People probably don't even think that was real, but it was like we were like the only ones that were like, well, not the I don't know we were the only ones, but oh. I felt like we were. From our colleagues, we were close to the only ones. We're like, this is a great idea. This is awesome. And oh, this why would it'll we never do this? work? Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Just... Oh, we created and then they then when they had it, they bitched about you had like, I don't know, eight, maybe not eight, six, uh, like kind of stakes races that were all kind of yeah bullshitty stakes races but oh these races suck i can't believe they're running them on this like well dude these races are being bet like crazy the odds are yeah. awesome in all of them like what i mean what do you want i i don't know i've i just it's just it maybe that was the start of me realizing man they just these people just don't have a clue because well that's true. i just never like i i just never could wrap my head around why would we not want a massive event? And it it really from still from a betting standpoint, it's still a very big event. 
in January when nothing's really happening. Why, why is that bad? And it's, it's at a perfect spot where the breeders are not the breeders cup, the, uh, the Kentucky Derby prep trail really it started. Yes, but it hasn't really massively kicked in, right? If you try to do it in March, it's like, don't do that. You don't need to do it in March because we got a lot going on. Perfect, perfect time. And everybody shit on it. And like I said, we're building up this arrogant, arrogant versus Chrome thing. And everybody's like, yeah, well, I bet that race doesn't even happen. It's like, well, they just drew it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Well, the only thing I wish they would have done, and it's kind of pointless now, but I wish I kept thinking, put the Holy bull on the undercard. Yeah. Make that like a big massive. And I get why too, why they didn't. Cause you want to make it two day, you know, the Holy bull card be one event and that, but I was like, make it a huge, even bigger, you know, you got the Holy bull as an undercard of the Pegasus, but Obviously, you've added a couple Pegasus races, um, which has yeah. added some intrigue as well. Um, I, to me, it's like I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll bet it. So it's, uh, it is yeah. what it is. But uh, I see a lot. Man, the comments are uh, blowing up here with some of these. The I think the funniest kind of thing, the argument from a lot of colleagues of ours. Well, it, this ruins Don Handicap Day. Don, I mean, no offense. I, the Don Handicap was always a fun day, but the Don Handicap Day, that isn't a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a big race that they run, and it's fun. And look, I'm not, again, I'm not shitting on the Don Handicap. It was fun. But come on. You put it on steroids, and you actually made it a day instead of just another race on, on the car or on the on the schedule there at Gulfstream. Yeah. I mean, that was just like, are you like, are you insane? And, and I guarantee you, the people that bet the Don handicap are gonna bet the Pegasus because those are hardcore racing fans that are gonna bet the fifth at Gulfstream that's getting ready to go off as well. I mean, well, yeah, and it's like you're gonna Lord. bet it regardless. So let's just not make it massive, right? Like <laughs> you're go, you're betting Gulfstream no matter what. I mean, if you're a, if you're a better, right? But if you throw in the the Pegasus and you throw in the Holy Bull and you throw in like this, like, you know, like look at what the Travers or like, you know, Whitney Day or what all the, you know, Belmont does. Mm-hmm. Uh, like they make these massive, massive days within like everyone's betting Belmont, obviously. But like mm-hmm. if you add in the Belmont Stakes, you add in the Met Mile, you add, you know, the lit, you know, it's like um, the Met. Uh, uh, it's just it's huge. And yeah. uh, it's like you're turning a big day into a monster day. So I don't know. Yeah. We're not, yeah. We don't run the sport, clearly. No, so. we don't. We just cover uh, it. And so that's why That's why I don't get into this kind of stuff very often anymore because it's just it's mind-boggling. But anyway. Where's Kevin when you need him? We need him to run the sport. Uh-huh. Kevin had a meeting. So. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, all right. That's all the time we have, guys. Check us out at racedudes.com for our free picks and our premium selections on our products page. Click the Get Racing Dudes premium button at the menu at racedudes.com to learn more. Uh, let's see. We're on Twitter at racing underscore dudes, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. That's right. TikTok and, uh, discord. So make sure you go check out the discord page. If you haven't already, while you're, uh, listening to this, go, go, go join the discord. It's free. It's just basically a, a little chat room for all you idiots and us, uh, us idiots as well. <laughs> Talk about horse racing and all sports and bets and all the good stuff. Uh, you can find all of the linkers off. I was checking out our podcast page, Spotify, uh, Google podcast, Apple, all the places you listen to where they're uh, the dudes who bet, uh, well, Halterman and his dad will be, uh, Papa Dude will be, uh, on here. What is it? In an hour? 
less than an hour, two o'clock. Yeah, we'll be on at two o'clock, so that's uh, about forty-five minutes away. Uh, I, while you were talking, something happened that I never thought would ever happen. Alexis Zorba, I see the chat. She won. Wow. <laughs> she actually won. So that was I was alive to the pick five that paid nothing, but a small profit. But anyway. She was the last horse on the ticket, and I said, "Yeah, this race is pretty bad. Let's give it a shot." She held on. She won. See, anything can happen, guys. Anything can happen. Uh, make sure you stick around. That they'll be talking. We'll talk a little bit about it in a sec, but stick around definitely for the extensive talk about the NFL divisional round. Uh, Haltzman and his dad will be uh, going through their picks on those. I'm sure Papa Dude will have some more advice, some more relationship yes. advice. Uh, which I got to say, li- listening to it, <laughs> I I am 100% team Papa Dude on this one. And There's it's- some advice where I'm like, yeah, probably don't need to listen to Papa Dude on that one. No. This is solid advice. This is sa- from, a, from a formerly married man. <laughs> this, well, no, I'm talking from me, but maybe I'm your dad. We're yeah. talking yeah. to him. Three time. Three time. <laughs> listen. It's solid advice. Listen, the guy knows what he's talking about. So uh, make sure you stick around for what other advice. When, whenever he goes off on those, do you just like, I mean, how does it compare to, to magic? And when, cause you work with some, you work with some characters on these shows. How do you handle that? Well, you know, when Papa dude goes, goes off, you just let him, you let him go. You let, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a highlight reel. So you just let it go. You, you know? let him go. And you, you know, that, you know that it's going to be good, right? When magic goes off, you're just trying, you're, you let him go, but also in the back of your mind, you're like, Oh boy, what's he going to say? Is he going to say Safi Joseph? Is he going to say something <laughs> like what? Like who's he going to offend? Yeah. Remember when he was like, I hate all car salesmen, you know, and yeah. we got a car salesman email. It's like, what's he going to say here? <laughs> what's he taking before the show, you know, and what, what's going to happen? So magic makes me a little more nervous with his, his rants for sure. Yeah, when that's I'm with you. Like now, it's like I just look. Anytime these rants start, I'm like, just keep them coming because it's just yep. good content. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> uh, I don't know what the Magic Mike show's doing yet. I haven't seen it pop up there, but they will be live uh, later on this afternoon as well. So, stay tuned for that, Halterman. Um, I, I guess we can. I'll go ahead and give mine, and you guys. How about this? You, I'll give you my my selections. You guys can stick around if you want Halterman's ins full insight yep. on um this weekend's games of course papa dudes as well so give you a little spoiler but um i know it's some shocker right but i for one we talked about it already with dallas it's funny to uh, that's i looked at the thing they're literally all over the screen i mean it's everyone yeah. everyone's i think more people are interested about them losing than yeah who's playing still um all right so i'll go through the, the schedule here Texans at Ravens. Um, it's not minus nine. I that's a, that's a high number to take. I think the Texans are. Give me the Texans plus nine. Okay. Um, I think that game. I do think the Ravens will probably win that one, but man, the Texans are. CJ Stroud, he's playing unbelievable. He's he's the best quarterback in that game, by the way. Um, all right. Packers, 49ers. Give me the 49ers. <sighs> Minus, mm, boy. Minus nine. Another high number to take. These are high numbers. Um, other than the Chiefs game. Uh, yeah. give me 
I still going to go. I think the, the dream dies. Give me the minus nine and a half for the 49ers. Bills, okay. Chiefs, you're all, you're all waiting for. Minus three. I think the you know, I saw Nick Wright bitching about the line. I think the, the line's probably right. I mean, because don't you guys say, like, you typically get three, two or three for home, yep. being home? Yep, right? usually three. Yep. So it's like, I think it's, a, I really do think it's a pick em game. Kind of, you know, I think I would not. I mean, it's 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 as up in the air as it, they come. We've seen this in the past when these playoff, literally against the Bills. Um, I know this might be a surprise, but give me the Chiefs plus three. <laughs> <laughs> give them to me. Um, listen, I, you, you were, yeah, you know, you were way more critical. Obviously, I'm I'm biased, but I thought the Chiefs looked better last week i thought they looked at least a little more energy behind them and <laughs> you're like none of them listen i've watched every moment of every game of theirs they had a little bit of mojo going That's i fair. get the game was boring it was cold it was not exactly a fun game to watch i'm with you but from a cohesive game unit they seem to be more happy on the <laughs> sidelines and that, and listen, they're like yeah. every game they're bitching, they're fighting, they're complaining. Mahomes is yelling, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, it just felt like a little bit more of playoff chiefs as far as that. Hey, we're going to find a way to win the game. So I do think they're maybe going to have a little bit more, um, <clears throat> cohesiveness. I think the game is going to be either way, honestly, but give me the chiefs plus three, uh, because you know, why not? And lions bucks, give me the lions. What's the line at that one now? It's six and a half minus six and a half. That's right. Um, I'm telling you, other than the Chiefs Bills game, honestly, because I think that one is whoever you like. I I feel comfortable with the three, honestly. Um, But man, all these other ones are tough, right? From a from a line standpoint, because you're, I feel like they're closer than the lines suggest. So I I. Lions at home, they kind of looked like last week. I thought they kind of looked from a team that's like, hey, you know, it's a cool the Lions are in the playoffs again, blah, 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 like to a team that's like, hey, we believe, right? We believe yeah. we can get this done. We believe that this we have the unit. Um, and I don't believe in the Bucks, really, frankly. So no. I'll take minus six and a half on Detroit. I think – I think – I would take Detroit too on that one. I, I, I think even though they only won by a point and they were in some trouble throughout the game, I think they got a ton out of that one. And I think getting over that hump, I think they'll play a lot better this week. Talk about the lions. So I do think this, this is a good point. And hopefully you guys, I'll listen to your dad talking about it. This is going to be an interesting, fascinating thing about it. I don't know that he's going to care, right? That he gives it, he gives two shits. Patrick Mahomes, meaning that like mm-hmm. it's a play, it's a road, his first road playoff game. And if you really dive into that, it's like that's a fascinating stat, considering like this is his first time. Um, but it's just like he's done everything in the in he's you know won Super Bowls, he's won MVP, he's won incredible games in the playoffs. You know he's lost them to, yeah, as well, but. We haven't seen road playoff Patrick yet. And it's just like, okay, well, let's see what he does with this one. So I think that's going to be a narrative, although I don't necessarily think he cares. Um, I, but I do think that is like, he hasn't done that yet. So let's, uh, let's, let's check that one off the list as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, 
I don't think it's going to bother him. <laughs> Here's the thing. Let me, and you can, you can, I, I don't think the bills are that good of a team. They're not. I really don't. They listen, they got off to a hot start, but dude, that game against the Steelers, if the Steelers were any good, that game becomes extremely close. And they let them back in. I just, I don't think the Bills defense is that good. I, Josh Allen is great. He's also extremely scary from a, if you're a fan, like, because he throws some terrible passes. It makes some terrible decisions. Yep. And it doesn't have obviously impact on games against the Steelers. It does sometimes on these big ones. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think, I, I think the Bills are there to be beat, but can the Chiefs do it? Find out at two o'clock today. <laughs> there you go. Stay tuned, everybody. I won't. I won't ask you. I know Haltman's wanting to talk about it, but he's going to hold off. I'm not going to let him because he's got 30 minutes to recoup and get ready for due to bet with his dad and Papa Dude. Uh, so stay tuned for that, guys. All right, guys. Uh, I think that is it. I, I did have here. I got to show you guys something. I was. Okay. I was waiting. I, I, I can't decide if I should show this, but it's too funny. So I came across this on on Facebook uh, last night. I've actually seen him before, but then I kind of really dove into it last night. It just I don't know how it is. It just started popping up on my feed, and it's literally called, if you guys haven't seen this, it's called Free Photoshop Edits. It's like a Facebook. I guess it's a group, a public group. It's got 1.8 million members now, so it's a Facebook group. But it's, if you guys haven't seen this, it's called just go to Free Photoshop Edits on Facebook, and it's the fucking funniest shit i i almost i was in bed with the kids last night they were sleeping and i was like just on my phone whatever and i was like belly laughing <laughs> so what people do is they take they send a picture it's it's become i think it started off for real and then it got into this like whole let's check the comments type thing people will post a photo hey photoshop this guy out of the picture please or photoshop uh this hand that the seat belts in the way or whatever and people yeah. just go completely as you can imagine, as opposite as, you know, yep. they add the funniest photoshops that you can pop. <laughs> you can, okay, I'm gonna pull, let me pull up on the screen here. Um, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you, you would look at something and you're like, oh, I wonder what the comment section's like for that one. This is that page. So here's one. Um, <laughs> oh, good Lord. So it's like... <laughs> So this is a picture and you go to the comments and it's just all, it's just shit. Like <laughs> oh. oh, and this one's <laughs> it's not for some reason. It's not loading. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Look at this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit. So what, what did she originally ask them to do? Well, sometimes it's like... Uh, <laughs> Just a picture? <laughs> it's like, sometimes it's like uh, for real pictures. Like, it's like, hey, can you, you know, add, like add this? Yeah. And this one's like, hey, have fun with this one, right? Like... Yeah. And so sometimes it's a little bit of both, but I'm telling you, it's like, it's, you'll get sucked. <laughs> okay. I don't know about that. One. <laughs> uh, see, some of them are like 
okay so there's a good one <laughs> and then the people um like there was this one and it was like hey uh it was <laughs> the funniest shit like so i would it's a it's a uh one was like, hey, this guy had <laughs> it was this picture, and it was these two guys. I, I tried to find it, I couldn't find it, but it was like these two guys, and one guy didn't have an arm, right? He just very normal, but he just didn't have an arm. <laughs> right. It was like, right. it was like hey, photo can you and it was two guys, and it was like, hey, can you photoshop this cell phone on the table out of it? And everybody <laughs> started adding like mechanical robot arms and or on his arms or one guy put like a cut off arm in the middle of the table <laughs> just and i mean just the funniest shit you're just scrolling through you're like oh it's not funny and then one hits you and I'm, i had to share it's it's it truly is something that i magically came across on accident and i had to share it so make sure to go go find this page free photoshop edits on facebook and you'll thank me later there you go uh, well i <laughs> dennis i there's a difference i do need to date but i also don't want to date there's a difference so there's dennis wants to date but he can't, he can't date so <laughs> that was much funnier than the page you just showed me right there well, to be fair, I I, I do uh, I did not give you good examples, but I'm just trust me on my opinion here. I think I think <laughs> I think we've learned a lot the last couple. Of minutes. So take that and carry that over into uh, yeah. to the do to bet. So well, I'm gonna start with that the dentist and you dating not together, but uh, you two and your dating patterns with I haven't with gotten Papa that dude. Yeah. No offense, Dennis, but I haven't gotten that desperate to, to date Dennis. So. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh, and again, we'll see you guys next week with more Derby Preps. I'm Jared Welch. He's Aaron Halterman. Remember to stick around for Due to Bet Sports. Uh, good luck this weekend, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the racing dudes.